February 2016, and a man attempts to deliver a letter to Tadamori Oshima, the Speaker of the House of Representatives of Japan. The letter, more like a proposal, states, I envision a world where a person with multiple disabilities can be euthanized, with an agreement of the guardians, of course, when it's difficult for the person to carry out household and social activities for the sake of Japan and world peace. The letter would go on to detail how this would benefit the global economy and prevent World War Three. Hello, I am The Grin. Joining me tonight is the lovely Amari. Welcome to our podcast, a place where we do not shy away from the gruesome details where some things may be triggering and hard to hear. Listener discretion is advised. So get yourself in the right space of mind and let's talk about dark shit. <laughs> the reason Grin was laughing is because <laughs> I was shocked. I that didn't intro, like shocked you, didn't it? <laughs> that's a, that's an honest reaction right there. Your face was priceless. This person is psycho. This person is definitely psycho. Okay. And we will get to all the details about that. Right. <laughs> so, Amari, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So tonight we're going to be talking about Satoshi Uematsu, who at the time when all this is going down was a 26 year old man who got a job as a carer at Tsukui Yamayuri N. This is a residential care home center for people with intellectual and physical disabilities. Oh my god, he works at this place and he's he wrote this proposal. So let me tell you a little bit about his background, okay? Okay, his father was an elementary art school teacher, and Satoshi actually went to school and got a job as an elementary school teacher, but then left due to the stress of dealing with children. Then Satoshi's parents moved, left him to live on his own at some point. And then that's when he got the job as a cure at the care home center. So they left him after he already, like, mm-hmm. they moved. Okay. Yeah, they moved away. Now let's talk a little bit about the care home facility. So, Tsukui Yamayuri-en is located in Midori Ward, Sagamihara, Kanagawa, Japan, and it was built near the Sagami River. Sitting at a seven-acre of wooded area, it's a remote location and is about 1.2 miles away from Sagamiko Station on the Chuo Main Lane. The care center is run by Kanagawa, a social welfare organization, and as of April 2016, the facility housed about a 149 residents between the ages of 18 to 75. Now, the residents that were housed there suffered from intellectual and or physical disabilities. So this meant that some of them could go out and enjoy the surroundings, so the wooded areas, but a lot of them were bedridden. And Satoshi took an interest with the latter. With the Mm-hmm. Now, let's go to February of 2016 when Satoshi resigned from the facility after being there for three years. So when I was doing this research, there's nothing that in any of the articles, well, first of all, a lot of this is from news from Japan. So I am not Japanese, nor can I read or understand any of the news from over there. So I tried my best to read articles that were translated in English. It just talked about him before 
before he got the job and then right into February of 2016. Now, this date is when, or this time, is when Satoshi resigned from the facility and he actually worked there for three years. During the three years that he was there, there was nothing suspicious going on. He just resigned out of the blue. And without an explanation, this actually perplexed some of his coworkers because they all actually considered him a very hard worker, diligent and pretty friendly. So very approachable. And a lot of them thought that it was strange and out of character for him to just leave without a reason. Well, that's probably, they didn't know his personal life. They just knew yeah. him as They just see life. the person and then they just don't understand why that person would just leave out of the blue. They, they probably just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. However, there were some that were not surprised. The few that weren't surprised about him leaving his job actually noticed a change in his attitude and personality in the past few months leading up to him leaving the job. They did kind of notice that he was unhappy and they thought that, oh, maybe he just grew bored of the job or just was unhappy being there. So they didn't think that anything deeper was going on with him. That same month that Satoshi left the facility, however, he did travel all the way to Tokyo and attempted to hand a letter to Tadamori Oshima. This man is the Speaker of the House of Representatives in Japan. And he actually went directly to Oshima's house when he got to Tokyo and was immediately stopped by security guards and was turned away. In his hand, all he had with him was his letter. Now, since he was turned away, he didn't get up. He waited until the next day to go to see this man and deliver his letter. Now, again, he failed. They're like, okay, first, you're kind of sketch. So no, you will not be seeing him. So what he ended up doing was he left his letter with the security guards and asked them if they can hand the letter to Oshima, which Oshima actually eventually got around to reading it. And when he read it, he was shocked, jaw dropped and everything, because the letter was an appeal for the legalization of ending the lives of those with multiple disabilities. It was, well, with the request of the guardians. So he was basically like something snapped in him when he was working in this. Something must have snapped. And I tried my best to figure out what happened, but nothing explained what happened. It just said... It had been in the care home. It had to. There's nothing indicated that it happened somewhere else. And he worked there for three years. Probably things he noticed while working there. Maybe something must have happened there. And I tried to figure out what was it. But again, all the articles that I read just jumped straight to February of 2016 when he just left out of the blue. And you said people noticed, there were some people. And some people did notice a change in mood, but they were just- But was it more like a sad mood or was it- They noticed that he was unhappy. Unhappy. Co-workers noticed that he was unhappy. We'll get to other people in a minute. But co-workers mm-hmm. at the facility, all they stated was that they did notice that he was unhappy. And they just thought it was maybe, oh, he's probably not happy working here. See, I'm None of them of thought of anything deeper. Yeah, because with that letter, it could either be like he is upset, depressed, seeing how these people that he works with, you know, the patients Mm -hmm. or the residents that he is, you know, he's saddened for them that that's their way of living or it's anger that you guys, you know, should be helping yourselves and you don't need other people to help you kind of thing. When Oshima read it, shocked, 
it was an appeal. And Satoshi actually requested that Oshima deliver the message to Shinzo Abe, who was the prime minister of Japan at the time. Now, parts of the letter read, like in the intro, I envision a world where a person with multiple disabilities can be euthanized with an agreement of the guardians when it's difficult for the person to carry out household and social activities for the sake of Japan and world peace. Now, after that part, he signed his name and he detailed an offer to target two facilities that house disabled people and appealed for certain conditions in exchange for committing this crime. After that, he continued with another message. And Satoshi stated that he could kill up to 460 people. What? The combination of those two facilities? Yes, the combination of the two facilities. However, he went on to talk about one of the facilities and then changed the number to 260. He said he could kill 260 people. And he also stated in that part of the message that staff would not be harmed. However, they would be tied so that they wouldn't interfere. And he would kill quickly to prevent any suffering. And then he would go and turn himself in. The end of that part of the message, he signed his name again, this time adding his address, telephone number, and the information of his employer. Oh my God. Now, his final reasoning for wanting to commit this massacre was to save both disabled people and their families from unhappiness. So this was the end of the message. That was his reasoning. He thought people with disabilities and their families were unhappy. That they're just a burden on their families. Exactly. God, that's, that is heartbreaking. Yeah. For somebody to think like that. Oh my God. That's why I really tried my best to figure out what snap. Like I feel weird and <laughs> And it it's crazy because when you look up this crime, literally the first images you see is him getting arrested with a big grin on his face. Oh my God, that means he did it. We're gonna get there. Sorry, that's we what, haven't that's my there. assumption. So yes, we haven't. I also want to ask. Horrible okay. act, but yes. He stated in the letter that he wants to do it to the people that have multiple disabilities. Mm -hmm. Is that including you know people who get older and they start coming down with anybody who can't take care of themselves? So that's. Talking mm -hmm. about the elderly too, because mm -hmm. some elderly they live in assisted living where exactly. they can take care of themselves, but they also need help. Exactly, that's what I thought, and then it kind of you know answered that with anybody who can't you know fend for themselves. So once you become to that age of where you're, where to him elder, just a burden. So there would be no older people. Mm -hmm. He just wants them all dead. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh my God. Now later that month, after the threat got the attention of the Sagamihara authorities, which is where the facility where his employer is located, Satoshi was arrested. He was questioned and then he was involuntarily committed to a psychi psychiatric hospital for two weeks. And then this next part made my stomach kind of turn because of what's going to happen later. But he was released on March 2nd after doctors deemed he was not a threat. And this decision had dire consequences. And he was not a threat, but he threatened to kill 460 yeah. people. <laughs> That's why it's just like ugh. threatened. He okay, yeah, they should commit him, but he threatened lives. Yeah. Lethera. 
yeah. lives. So why mm. isn't he in jail? Exactly. I'm so confused of why they chose that. Okay. I was shocked too. And this part is kind of why my tummy started like turning. <laughs> because now we're going to jump to July 26th of 2016. When Satoshi took a trip to Sukui Yamayuri N, where he used to work. And using a hammer, broke in by breaking the glass door on the bottom floor. This happened at around 2.10 a.m. He then went on to tie up an employee that was on duty at the time and took their keys. He stayed true to his word. He didn't harm the employee. Just tied them up and locked them up somewhere. He would go on making his way through the hallway where he broke in, entering room to room and started stabbing people in the neck as they slept. Oh my God. Now, police were eventually alerted at 2.30 a.m. by other staff members stating that a man with a knife broke into the building. But because of the remote location of this facility, it was going to take the police some time to get there. And Satoshi, there were video cameras, and it showed that Satoshi eventually left the building at 2.50 a.m. And the police... 40 minutes. mm -hmm, And the police arrived at 3 a.m. They missed him by 10 minutes minutes. Along with them came 29 ambulances and they tried to save as many residents as they could, but 19 people lost their lives that day. 10 women and 9 men. The youngest victim being 18, the oldest being a 70-year-old. Another 26 were injured, 13 severely. Oh my god. Now, again, Satoshi stayed true to his word because two hours after the massacre, he turned himself in at the Sukui police station, bringing with him a bag full of bloodstained knives and other sharp tools that he used. This attack would become the worst attack committed in Japanese soil in modern history till this day. Oh my god. And then this is why it wasn't only co-workers that were shocked by this. Because some neighbors always thought as Satoshi as a very friendly young man. Well, yeah, because his first job, he was a teacher. Yeah. And then all of a sudden went to caregiving. You figure like somebody who does that stuff is like, oh, you're personable, you're friendly. You're friendly, you're nice. Like there's nothing wrong with you. And that's what neighbors thought. They were shocked when they heard the news. They could not believe that he was the one who committed this act because they always thought of him as just a very friendly person. And again, there were some people that did notice some slight changes after he left his job. It did state in some of the articles that I read that some neighbors, not all of them, but some did notice that he became a bit unhinged after he left his care job. That's and weird that it wasn't... They, they didn't know where it, it came from. It just came out of nowhere. So they noticed it after he After quit. he left. The neighbors noted it after he left. Co-workers noticed it leading up to him eventually leaving. Hmm. Satoshi's defense lawyers argued that he wasn't mentally fit to stand trial. And they pointed the finger at marijuana as the cause of his mental breakdown and for committing the crimes. I have, I don't think I've, I've have I ever heard or have that marijuana is the cause? Maybe back in the olden days, like when this first came out, but... I said the same thing, but I did read another article 
that's American-based. And it did say that you do have to take into account that them, Japan, doesn't view marijuana the same way we do. They view it as something that, you know... Like highly illegal. Yeah, could make you... Mind-altering. Could make you go crazy, basically. So that kind of made me understand. But I was like, no, no, marijuana is not going to do that to you. Unless you already had those kind of thoughts. Yes, exactly. And it just made you looser and more like brave to do what you've been thinking. I don't know. Maybe I'm just that, talking. But even then, that is such a horrible act that I don't know. It had to have been working there so long that got to him. I feel like he must have witnessed something. He must have witnessed something that, or more than one thing. Or even him to himself, like he is working there helping these people and he's thinking to himself, like this is such a hassle to have to help you. Like you should be able to do this yourself. So maybe it's not to other families that he thought of as a burden. Like he kept thinking it to himself, like this is, you're a person. I can take care of myself. You should be able to take care of yourself. I just, I don't know. Cause at the same time, like I know some people who work at care facilities and it's a hard job i've heard from people state that it's a hard job but you don't go deranged after you know years of working there i don't know something something bigger happened maybe one of them hit him i don't know it's no just... even, even <laughs> no. that yeah. no no, I wish he never really said what it was all. No, aside from him stating that his mission was to save people from unhappiness. Did they say that he, if he had any disabilities? No. And actually, on February 20th, 2017, Satoshi was found to be mentally competent to stand trial. Scary. Mm-hmm. Does he have siblings? No. I'm trying to figure out, like, yeah. maybe the parents that said was something me about researching him. this. That was me. And then he he worked with kids too, and then he left it because he felt so stressed. So so then I should go work with adults who I can possibly. I don't know. I I can't wrap my head around this. Right? He's not. Oh God, I don't know. This. He's definitely not fully there. No, he's yeah, not. Yeah. How, what does that word? Fully competent. Exactly. I can't even say a word like that without talking slow and you can say all these like <laughs> long words <laughs> long words <laughs> names from other countries yeah. are difficult i couldn't i couldn't pinpoint it and I, tr- I read multiple things i saw multiple videos and we couldn't figure out why see i wish sometimes with some of these cases that there was a from the people who do these bad things mm-hmm. there was a clear reason to them of why they do things like they would state like this is the reason I did this and not just like it came out of nowhere. But there's, I, I have read other cases where it's the same thing, where they commit a horrible crime and you just don't know the reasoning. Yeah, that's, like, this makes me feel weird. Right? Like, unsettling. Huh? It's unsettling. It is because he was a teacher for I don't know how long. Yeah, I didn't say how long he was. Caregiver for three years and then all of a sudden. All of a sudden snaps. It's just off. So let's jump to February 24th of 2019, when Satoshi was charged with 19 counts of murder, 24 counts of attempted murder, two counts of illegal confinement causing injury, three counts of illegal confinement, one count of illegal entry, and one count of violating the firearm and sword possession control law in Japan. So they have- Sword? Yes, because they have very strict laws about guns and swords. I read a little bit about it, Yakuza. Mm -hmm. So you know what it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they don't use- 
guns or most of them don't use guns they use swords so that's why it's a sword and firearm control law and i guess yeah not a lot of people in japan own firearms i didn't know so that. yeah i guess um what did i read it was like one year like the most i think it was like 30 people died due to a firearm in really? one year in japan yeah just so i can imagine that over here <laughs> oh, <All right>. <laughs> um <laughs> we're we're not gonna open that can of worms no. <laughs> <laughs> um and on March 16th, 2020, Satoshi was sentenced to death by hanging, and he accepted this. However, in April of 2022, Satoshi appealed for a retrial for his case, saying that it was not fair, and he was arguing everything. He said that he was crazy for a brief moment there. All of a sudden? Yes, yes, because during the trial... Everything that I read, that during the trial, he said he would accept his fate. He did it. He even wrote he was, that letter. And he was proud because most of the pictures, you can just see him just smiling. Just big smiles in his face. So back then when he first did this and he wrote the letter, he was mentally competent. Mm -hmm. See, I can't even say that word. So now that he's saying like, oh no, this is unfair. I need a retrial. Yeah. Now he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy yeah. now. <laughs> it's, uh, I have no words. And the petition is still pending at the courts as of July 2022. Still? Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Now, the facility that he attacked actually did, um, what's the word? Closed. Destroy, break down. They closed down? They did close down. Well, they didn't close down because, remember, he was attacking a very specific group of people. And that wasn't the whole facility. Exactly. This facility is huge. And he only attacked a part of this facility. There is, like, a, a, I guess, a gymnasium, like a pool. There's, like, other parts. But the part where he attacked, that one structure was demolished. And they decided that they were going to rebuild a new facility there. Now, the people who decided this they decided to open two new buildings and we're gonna have their grand reopening on july 2021 but that year is pretty significant for everybody because covid so 2021 it was still covid yeah, yeah so it, it was delayed i tried why to would they even try to open it then when covid was like what march 2020 is when everything shut down right so why would they even try to open in 2021 i don't know i don't know the answer to that question because because it was 2020 when covid hit us but yeah well covid hit us I don't know about over there. I think it was sooner over there. And they closed actually, down before. Actually, this. I don't I don't know. I don't know because Taiwan, well, Taiwan is not near here. But Taiwan actually they didn't get COVID until much, much later than everybody else did. So I don't know the timeline of COVID for every country. So let's let's leave, let's put it at that. Okay. <laughs> so because I do know for a fact, because I did read or see a documentary about Taiwan and they actually did not get COVID back in 2020 alongside the rest of the world. Well, the rest of the world. Oh, well, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't know the timeline of every country and when COVID actually hit them. Yeah. But yes, they were still working on, I guess it ended there because I try to look up if they actually did reopen the facility and I didn't read that they did. Um, now, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, the 26th of July because in 1990, they enacted a legislation outlining Disability Discrimination Act. So people with disabilities in Japan wouldn't be discriminated against. And there, I guess, I guess there is a... 
stigma around disabilities or people with disabilities in Japan. Because another thing that I did find is, or I did not find, I should say, is the names of the victims. They didn't Pol- get their names. Yeah. Media, nobody released any information aside from just age and gender. So, what are their, I guess, policies or against that? No. And Why would people, they fail? this kind of did outrage some people. They just left. And it, it is a bit kind of rude. They're when I, they, they are. And when I see it like that, you have all this information around this guy who did a horrible thing, but you know nothing about the people who lost their lives. I'm trying to figure out if it's because they had disabilities and so they didn't want to say their names or if it's a more of a respect thing and don't but going the families but going to that like i was saying that i did read multiple articles and i did see some videos and one of the videos i did stumble into is actually families of some of the victims not only like saying and showing pictures of their loved ones who lost their lives but so like doing that mm-hmm. like giving them a voice in a sense yeah. uh, but also like fighting because like i said in 2022 he was fighting for a retrial and they were saying you know what no no this, you this is not you happening. wrote a letter saying what you were gonna do saying that you're proud of it here's my name mm-hmm. here's my address and phone number you know where to find me this is what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. no you don't get a retrial you yeah. damaged so many people's lives mm-hmm. i can't believe he thinks he can try oh my god no but yes if you guys were interested in watching a documentary one year after the stabbings on july 26 2017 a documentary was made titled 19 paper cranes by the filmmaker michael joseph mcdonald and the film does follow a deaf japanese paper maker with kabuki syndrome as she memorializes the 19 victims of the stabbing as soon as i read the whole he was out in two weeks uh, and then i read everything else it was like a, in my stomach i was just like there should have been more to that a bigger consequence because he wrote out a very detailed yeah plan yeah i just don't understand it i don't get it just i, I don't know i don't understand sometimes like we'll, we'll never understand psychos no and why some authorities or authority figures or medical figures some not all yes would say that they're okay they're fine when it's, they're clearly no. not fine yeah or no they should not go to that person because that person is psycho and other people see it but exactly the authorities are like no they're good they're fine they're just having a bad day and you're like what in the world huh that makes me nauseous they're having a bad day oh god so with that our condolences to the 19 victims their families and their families and i agree I hope this psycho never sees the light of day of freedom. So with that, remember to be well, be safe, and see you next time. Bye. Bye.